0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. When life hands you a
1: unique shift, what happens next? The gift is the shift. Welcome to The Sky's the Limit with your host, Karen Levitt. In our program, you will hear from people who have discovered the gift, whether through personal experience or those that are helping others through this experience. You'll find the next hour to be a motivating and
2: encouraging one. Now, here is Karen Levitt. Hi, this is Karen Levitt, and thank you for joining me for This Guy's the Limit. And I have a very special guest this week, Reverend Dr. Julie Moray. She is an accomplished speaker and personal coach. She holds degrees in a wide range of healing modalities, including psychology and neuro-linguistic programming. Julie's work has been featured on Lifetime Television Channel, and she enjoys working with clients from diverse backgrounds, including Fortune 500 executives, Academy Award winners, and several New York Times best-selling authors. Julie is Nagape International Spiritual Center speaker, staff minister, and member of the Executive Leadership Board, and was knighted by the Order of the Orthodox Knights on of St. John, Russian Grand Priori, alongside with Jack Canfield, Don Miguel Louise, and Michael Bernard Beckwith. She was honored to be fe- a featured speaker at TEDxLA on May eighteenth, 2015. And, and it is my great pleasure to introduce Reverend Dr. Julie Murray. Welcome, Julie.
3: Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here.
2: Yeah, it's, it's wonderful to have you here. And uh, geez, there's so much we can talk about. And I know. You just um, had a new book come out. I mean, you're a very busy lady. I did.
3: I gave birth to my book, finally. I'm so grateful. It's so exciting to have it living out in the world now.
2: I know. I know. So can we jump right into that? So,
3: yeah, uh, of course. Yeah.
2: I, I, first of all, I love the title. It's, it's called What's Your What?
3: What's Your What? Your How to you Ignite I, Your Unique Brand. Yeah.
2: Mm, I love that. You called it your baby. So what prompted you to write this? <laughs>
3: You know what? Um, I wrote this because I was lost. I was somebody that was floundering. I kind of was doing fine in a lot of areas, but not exceptional in in any particular area. And I didn't like that feeling. It reminded me when I was in when I was in high school. I think I got the award in my yearbook as best all round, which was I think meant as a compliment, but to me it it just so highlighted for me an awareness that i was sort of sort of okay in a lot of different things but not exceptional not remarkable in any one particular area and i wanted to have that feeling i wanted mm-hmm. to have something that i was going for something that i was about and so it really became my quest to figure out what my what is what's my purpose why am i here and and how do i How do I find it and then how do I keep it going? How do I stay renewed and fresh and energized? And so I went on a full-scale search into inspiration, what inspiration is, how it happens, when it happens, why it happens, what different people have thought about it over the, the years and decades, centuries. And it became my quest to figure out how I can clarify, activate, and disseminate who I am and why I'm here. And that's really mm-hmm. what the book was, was born out of. That's where What's Your What came from.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow, that sounds like quite a process. I mean, how long did it take you to write? Once, you know, once <laughs> you <start? laughs>
3: uh, forever. Well, this first one, I'm well into my second book right now, and now I've got a system, so it's, it's really just flowing beautifully. The first one, um, it was probably five years and it was, it was just, it was me collecting a lot of material. I write constantly. Um, and then it was the whole process of figuring out, you know, how do you, how do you write a book and how do you create the format and all that. So, um, so it, it took quite some time, the first one. It also took time for me to, the what's your what is filled with all kinds of um, tools and strategies, and I needed to try them out. I needed to experience them and experience what works and what didn't work, so I could only put in the best of the best. And mm-hmm. so it was really a, um, a, quite a time period of trial and error and then success, and and the demonstration of it is that I am living a life that is so far beyond anything I ever imagined. I mean, that I, you know, that I have a book that Ianma Van Zandt and Don Miguel Ruiz and Michael Beckwith wrote mm-hmm. testimonials for blows my mind. You know, that I get to share a stage with Marianne Williamson. I'm living, like, so, so large, and I mm-hmm. didn't think that was possible for me. If you knew me, you know, way back when I Mm -hmm. thought I would, I I thought my life would go down and I I would end my life with me being my own best kept secret. Like, you know, I think we all have like a little inkling, like you know Mm -hmm. somewhere inside that there's greatness in you, you know there's something. And I thought I would finish out my life with that inkling that there might be something more to me without ever bringing it to the forefront. And I feel very grateful that I've found the kind of, skill set and strategy and that I have the support. I'm, I'm very much involved with Agape International Spiritual Center. That's my home base. So mm-hmm. I have a, a great network around me and support and love and teaching where Michael Bernard Beckwith is the founder and the director and he's my teacher. So I got all mm-hmm. these things in place and, um, and they've helped me really fulfill my purpose in this life. I feel like I'm very on track.
2: And that's, that's where the book came out of. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. And I wondered through the process, um, you know, you did some sh- shifting and sorting and clearing and you're very mindful and really deliberate. And um, something like you're very intentional, you sat and you listened and you, you know, looked and waited. Um, did fear come up? And, you know,
3: ego was, <laughs> no, no, you know, never had any fear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fear is big. And it's it's fear in all kinds of interesting ways. It's fear like, um, sometimes it's fear of, of failing. Like what if I step out, you know, what if, cause there was a while where I had my life in compartments. Mm-hmm. I, you know, had this, this part of me that's a, a, a speaker at Agape and now I travel all over the place regularly speaking and, doing my book signings and all that, but I kept it very separate from my childhood friends, from my family. I kept, you know, compartments in case I failed. So some Mm -hmm. of the fear was, what if I go, what if I really go for my life? I'm sure that those listening have had that feeling for, like, if I really go for my life, you know, what happens if I slip and fall? And the truth is, we all slip and fall, but what makes somebody succeed is, is, is the number of times you get back up. So part of it was fear of failure, but then part of it is fear of success because I I like being under the radar. I like hiding out. I'm somebody that, you know, I would, I would go to Agape for services on a Sunday, and for years I sat in the very back row on the end so I could exit fast, you know, like, <laughs> i I liked I liked hiding out. I probably still like hiding out, but I'm living beyond my fears. so some mm-hmm. of it was you know fear of what I didn't want to happen, and the other was fear of of what if it does all happen, and that's mm-hmm. part of what i I'm working through now you know it's it's all a process. I'm so grateful that I have the life that I have now and that I'm able to travel and speak and do book signings and um, and i I still get fear. I don't know. You know, I, I probably call it excitement at this point. Mm-hmm. I've learned so much about verbiage and how we can shift our consciousness by the words that we use. And I'm not talking about being in denial, but really the difference between a word, the word fear and excitement, um, they're like flip sides of a coin. So mm-hmm. if you, if in some circumstances, with a challenge or an opportunity that's coming up, it's easy to talk to friends and say, oh, I'm so scared, I'm so afraid. But if you change it to I'm so excited, it shifts the the biology of you, the chemistry of you shifts. And it's a very mm-hmm. interesting thing to put into practice.
2: It You'll is. get more
3: of what you do want when you say it the way you want it.
2: Absolutely, yeah, it's true, right? Our words and thoughts do really create our experiences. And when I hear you speak about fear and excitement, the mental image that comes up for me is, when you're a child and you're learning to ride your two-wheel bicycle, you've got that fear, <laughs> right? You've got that fear. Yes. You, know, you, you hope somebody's still pushing you and holding on, but then yeah. you get that moment where you go, oh, my, like, am I doing it? And then yes. there's fear and you're clenching the handlebars, right? And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, but I'm doing And then you realize you have this over, overjoy, excitement because you're pedaling. You're do- you've done it and right. yeah it's, it's yeah so that's what's um came up for me as I was listening to you talk and describe <laughs> fear as excitement i know it's, it may sound silly but it's true that's uh
0: that's what yes. it's like
2: i know you know i'm writing my book and fear comes up a lot for me and you know who will want to read it and yeah you, yeah and and you really have to be mindful with, with what you say and i I'm, i don't look at fear now as, um i don't know And I'm sort of not being friends with it, but I'm not running away from it either, if that makes sense. So, um, and how did your family and friends, you know, view you when you were going through this process? And now that you're writing and speaking, what was that like? You know what is so,
3: what I've really learned, the biggest thing I've learned in that particular area is that when I got 100% on board with it, and you just gave a reference of like you're writing a book and who's going to want to read it, when, when I get, and when you get to the point where you're so on board that there's something so compelling, a voice within you that must be heard, when you get so congruent with it, when I got so congruent with me being up on that stage and, and the contents and what's your what that was coming out of me, what I noticed is that people got right on my side. When I was mm-hmm. ambivalent, people wanted to protect me. They wanted to block me from the fall. Maybe they felt fear that I would get too big for my britches. There was, there was resistance. But the mm-hmm. second that I started getting really on board with who I am, I noticed that there was... There was no tug of war because I'm not holding the rope anymore, you know? Uh-huh. So that, mm-hmm. that, that mm-hmm. was huge, huge learning for me. That was a huge learning for me.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I, I think that I'm, I really do, listening to you, I, I think that I'm there because I I feel like that my book is mine to birth now. And it was interesting that that's how you chose to talk about yours. You, you said yes. that right off the bat. I, I mm-hmm. feel like it's. Yeah, it's, it's 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 mine to do, and I, I'm grateful, actually. I feel like a, a new belly fire, you know? The fire yes, fire. that's so much
3: fun to have that. That's what What's Your What is about. It's about how do you ignite your uniqueness? How do you get that belly fire lit? And then once mm-hmm. it's lit, how do you keep it ablaze? I love that. I love hearing that.
2: Yeah, so hmm, looks like we're going to be coming up to a break, but I really want to get into this. So, that's what your your book is called. What's your what how to ignite your your brand? So you just yeah. The tidbit was how do you
3: seduce your life into a living work of art? How do you become the seducer of your own life, of your
2: own purpose? Hmm. Wow, that's rich. Hmm. I love that. And a tid, you know, a tidbit to share because you know, just cause it looks like we're coming up to break, and we can certainly pick up when we come back.
3: Sure. But, yeah, you know, when I, my intention with What's Your What was to create habits and behaviors and the kind of internal scaffolding so that you can kind of hold, you have, you have a, a structure within yourself that, you, that will allow you to continue clarifying, activating, and disseminating your unique gifts come what may. And when we come back from the break, maybe I could talk a little bit about the flood experience that I am going through. I literally lost my whole home, and I'm I'm using the skills that I've talked about to help me stay present and deal mm-hmm. with what looks like a tragedy. And as Michael Beckwith says, a crisis is a terrible thing to waste. So I'm not wasting <laughs> this one. So
2: maybe we can I talk about that. that when we come back. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, I love that because you know, for me, I can I can totally relate. Right. You know, my my background is um, you know, successful nurse and athlete and spiritual person, happy to say, um, thought I was integrating everything to the best of my ability. And then I had a massive car accident that almost, you know, I was almost, I almost left this earth. Mm-hmm. And that's very disturbing to somebody who's in healthcare, who's extremely um, aphasic. I felt like I had a stroke. And I... Mm-hmm. I look like me, but I look like I was me on the outside, but there was something drastically wrong on the inside. The hardwire to the computer was, or the server was damaged. Mm-hmm. My peer group work around me and work with me, and it was a real lesson in trust. And, um, yeah, that worked out for me to be the, a great gift now, as right. odd as it's, it may sound. So that's so, the, so, the work, yeah. Is to
3: that's that's really the work is to find out you know, you, we go through and every single person, you know, hearing us right in this moment, we've, we've all had these moments that drop us to our knees.
2: Mm-hmm. And so
3: it's about how do, you, how do you manage it at the time? And then how do you decide to get whatever the gold is? And, and I know so many of these experiences don't feel like there is anything that could be of benefit. But since what has happened has happened, let's, let's rise from it. And that's mm-hmm. really, um, that's part of the process I'm in with my whole flood experience right now. I haven't found the gold in it yet, but um, it's important not to miss that step, you know, when we go through something to, to take the moment and integrate it and allow insights and revelations to come forward so that we're richer and wiser mm-hmm. for what we've been through.
2: Yeah, absolutely, because they, they do come, you know, and mm-hmm. it looks like, yeah, it looks like we're coming up on a break, so I apologize. But I'm going to ask that the listeners to please stay with us, and we'll be back momentarily. So thank you very much.
0: Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's time to do all of those things that you always said you'd do in your life. What's stopping you? Is it other people? Your environment? Fear? What could give you a push? Tune in to Raising the Bar with Amy Bredo. Our show is all about taking risks and turning them into positives and personal gain. We'll help your inner voice speak up and get you out of that comfort zone. Raising the Bar can be heard live every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
1: Life is a journey which never gets easier. As we go through life, we just handle things better as we get to know ourselves. Listen for The Mental Sherpa by Theta Spring. Host Alexandra Janelli believes that each of us are pre-programmed with all the answers and tools we need to move through any situation life throws at us. It's discovering those tools and answers that will set us on the right path to enjoying and navigating life. Listen every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment.
0: On It's Absolutely All About You, host Eileen Nunez bases her show on the forthcoming book of the same name. If you've been taught to hold your head high and keep your self-esteem in check, where do you go if you aren't yet achieving that goal? Each program is based on a chapter of the book and comes from Eileen's many years of experience in order to help you find your inner peace. Listen for It's Absolutely All About You, live every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
1: It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Sky's the Limit with Karen Levitt. If you have a comment or question about the show, we encourage you to send an email to show at gmail.com. That's show at gmail.com. And remember to use the hashtag TheGiftIsTheShift all over social media and encourage others to discover the program. Now, back to Karen Levitt. Hi,
2: this is Karen Levitt, and I'm joined by Rev. Dr. Julie Murray. And before the break, we were just touching base about her flood experience, and um, she has graciously said she would like to discuss this. So, with that, I'm going to ask you to talk about... Sure. Sure. Yes. Uh,
3: So, and I I absolutely invite you to check out my Facebook page under Julie Moret, uh, because I've been posting pictures about this starting in October. A teeny tiny pipe in the upstairs of my home burst, and bizarrely, it it took out my whole home. I mean, everything was destroyed. It was a crazy experience and I'm still in it and I'm really glad to be sharing right now because um, if we were to have this conversation a month from now, I would probably have a very different thing to say, but I Mm -hmm. think it's so important to be where I am in this moment because where I am in this moment is I haven't found the silver lining yet. And I think that when you're in a, a spiritual practice or a you know, spiritual communities. It's easy to feel pressure to like jump to, uh, you know. Oh, if I had it to do again, I'd do it all over again because mm-hmm. it made me who I am today. I'm not there right now. You know, I want my stuff back. I want my house. I'm living in temporary housing right now, living out of boxes. It, it's. I don't like any of this. But what I am doing is, I'm staying very present, and I've I've posted on this and put videos up on my my Facebook page, all along because I'm in the middle of a process. I have a million percent conviction that there is something golden about this experience. The fact that I gave notice for a job that I had held for five years and lost my home in the same time period Mm -hmm. is very, it has my attention, that I am clearly, obviously clearing house. And so I am... What I can do and what I invite those listening in this moment is to mm-hmm. step into an awareness that that we have the choice to decide, this is something for my absolute highest good is unfolding in this moment. I'm open to it. I'm available. I'm going to st- start in gratitude right now for it. Mm-hmm. So that's where I am. I, I'm not, I don't know what the silver lining is yet. No, nothing about this seems like, oh, wow, I'm so glad this happened to me. But I have yeah. a trust, and that's my invitation as you're listening is to is to begin to step into a trust, and even if you don't if it doesn't feel real for you to to practice exercising it, like what if this thing that I'm going through, this breakup, this loss, this mm-hmm. whatever it is, what if there is something here? It is for my soul's absolute highest good, greatest growth, that will allow me to be a more beneficial presence on the planet, that will allow me to contribute at a higher level, that will allow me to understand and have human compassion for people that I never could have had otherwise. Right. And so that, that's really what what's opening up for me right now. And I'm so glad to share that because I know so many of us going through things in this moment... Um, Sometimes when you're in the darkness, it's, it's hard to figure out what the purpose is or if there's anything there for you. So my invitation in this moment and where I am right now is to practice um, exploring a trust that even though you may not know, that mm-hmm. a higher part of you does know and a higher part of you is guiding you. And can you stretch a you know, You know, one of the things that we can do is um, meditate to integrate. I like that phrase, meditate to integrate. I have been practicing meditation more than ever at this time so that I can be open and available to what the insights are because sometimes when we're going through a hard moment, it's just about survival. It's about getting through. And then when you get to the other side, it's about continuing to survive and go through whatever the next thing is on the the daily Mm -hmm. schedule. But, But having the meditation in play on a regular basis, Michael Beckwith talks about meditation as, there's a difference between the ocean and the contents of the ocean. They're not the same thing. The dolphin and the oil and the uh, seashells and the plastic and all the stuff that's inside the ocean is not the ocean. In the same Mm -hmm. way, all the, the, the experiences that we're having, your car accident, my flood, somebody's lost somebody, Somebody has got a diagnosis. Somebody's child just graduated and they've got an empty room. All these things that we face, there's a birth, there's, you know, all these things that we face
0: mm-hmm. are, not,
3: are not the total of us. So you want to reside, you want to have a place to go to, that time of meditation where you can become open and available to guidance from something that is larger than yourself. And I would just pass this on, um... You know what I'll do? Um, anybody listening that wants more detail on any of these tools or techniques, if you go to my website at com, there's a picture of, of my TEDx on the front page, and right below it it says something like stay in touch with me or join my mailing list, something like that. If you click on that, I'll start sending out resources so that any of these tools or strategies that sound interesting that you want to experience more, you can get some of them on hard copy because there's just there's so many that are in my book, and I know we're not going to get to all of them today.
2: Yeah, that's beautiful. Because mm-hmm. I was going to ask, I was just going to ask God if you could share, you know, a tidbit for you know some of the listeners who may not have a spiritual belief or background, or may not really even know how to meditate because it's you know it's hard to sit still, you know, for any length of time. So thank you for that. So that's beautiful. Absolutely. And
3: yeah, you know what else you can do? So- this is this is free and this is easy. Um, Michael Bernard Beckwith, who's probably one of the foremost meditators and meditation teachers on the planet right now, he's doing a master class throughout the month of November. And you can go and stream the first service. It's like a 6.30 service um, Sunday in November, the 6.30 service. He's doing a master class on meditation, and it's brilliant. So I definitely recommend checking that out.
2: That's wonderful, thank you, yes mm-hmm. absolutely. And just to go back for a minute, so can I ask um, further into your book, so in what're what you talk about biologically and physiologically and um, and you'd say encoded good what do you what do you mean by encoded good, the physiological okay. psychologically
3: so, so when I started I wanted to write the book because I wanted to find out what on earth could make this life worth living for me? what could make it juicy mm-hmm. enough? what can make it compelling enough? And I wanted to understand how we get inspired, how that works. And so I had a theory that inspiration is encoded within us, that it is, you, you come in, you have come into this life with a physiologically, psychologically, and biologically encoded source of inspiration. Physiologically, we breathe to inspire. That means uh, mm-hmm. inspire is, is, is inspiration. So in every single moment as you breathe in, you are you are taking in, you are self-inspiring. That's a part of your built-in physiology. Psychologically, there's a renowned psychologist, Mihai Csikszentmihalyi. Nihai. He wrote a, a book um about flow. And and there's a psychological state that we can create for ourselves. It's like the zone state. We've heard of that. Uh, mm-hmm. the runner's high. When you get into that flow state. That's a state of absolute source inspiration, so that's something that's accessible to us. And I began to study, and a lot of my my book, What's Your What, is about the strategies to create that flow state. Um, A couple little examples of them, and I'll I'll do more if you sign up on the um, website. I'll give more of those. Um, Is to find activities that create a light a trance state, a light enough trance state that your mind becomes. Um, occupied, and your body is occupied, so it creates an opening for inspiration to come through. For example, um, when I'm running or gardening Mm -hmm. or uh, going for a walk, well, sometimes walks can, my mind can go off, but you want something that engages you physically enough that it creates, um, that it occupies your, your physical body enough that inspiration or a flow state can come through. And I'll say more about that. I'll do more about that on the website. That's good information. And sure. then biologically, there's a Nobel Prize winning scientist, Albert St. Gorky, who um, wrote about centropy. And centropy is the opposite of entropy. Entropy is something that science speaks about quite frequently, that we are born, we wither, decay, and die. That's centropy. Mm-hmm. But... Um, That's uh, entropy. Syntropy is that there is an innate part of all of us that is constantly striving towards self-perfection. Syntropy is there is innate drive, innate drive with an all living matter to self-perfect. Take that in for a minute. That Right where you are, Mm. you have a centropic and innate drive within you to self-perfect no matter what. Think about the things that you've gone through in your life that somehow you're still here and that there is something that compels you no matter what. Mm -hmm. And I love resting in that. I love just knowing that that's my backbone. So I spent the first couple of chapters of what's your what really going through the scientific data about how physically, psychologically, and biologically we are encoded with this built-in mechanism that is striving Towards self perfection and inspiration. And by perfection I don't mean, you know, magazine cover version of perfection. I mean you being you, full tilt as the best and most of what you're meant to be.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hmm Wow, that's rich. And I you know, and I love the word. I love the sound of it, centropy. Oh to yeah. Hear you, to One of my you favorite words it. for sure. <laughs> yes. It's, yeah, it's beautiful. And you know, what's funny is oftentimes what we what we think we're here to do is so far removed from what it really is. You know, what, what, our, what our gift really is.
3: Yeah, you know, one of the things, um, I, I did a whole chapter on this and What's Your What, but I'd love to touch on it right now, is that there are different tools you can use to help you clarify what your what is And, um, gosh, I did a whole list. Let's do, you know, whatever we can get through right now. Um, There's one thing where I I took the time where I went through all of my old yearbooks, cards and letters I'd received from people. Um, You could send out an email blast. You could post on social media and ask people to send in the top three positive adjectives they would use to describe you. The top three Mm -hmm. positive adjectives they would use to describe you. Go through all the letters and the correspondence that you received, yearbooks, and those kinds of things, and take out, write out every adjective that's ever been used to describe you. You're going to make up a huge list, then you can lump synonyms together, and that'll give you a glimpse of what your purpose is in this world, because the deal is, you are seen, even by the people, oh my gosh, the people that I thought, oh, they don't know me, especially people in my family, like, oh, they don't know me, they don't know who I am. So mm-hmm. the one You are seen. You are really known, truly known for the gift of you, for what you're here to give. When I go through, I I have the luxury of of speaking so regularly, so I go through the comments that I get, and I get almost the same exact word dozens, hundreds of times, and it's an affirmation for me that that's my thing to give, because people see what they want. People Mm -hmm. see what they need. And so I'm knowing that people get from me what they most need and that it's what I'm here to give. And so that's a great tool to use. Another really tool is. to help really um, activate your what, you know, what you're meant for, is to become aware of um, what, what quality you're wanting to bring forth in your life. And mm-hmm. when you, you know, what you're ready, we have all the qualities of God within us, whether it's peace or prosperity, love, harmony, balance, ease. We, have, we all have all of these qualities. Um, but if you, if you take a moment to become aware of what quality you most want to bring forth in your life now, and then get an image, a symbol, a sound, a phrase, something that reminds you of that quality and place it in your environment. You know, a quote, a picture, a word, a phrase in your bathroom, in your car, in your office, in your bedroom. And what it will do is it will ignite that quality. It's like getting silent income because every time you walk in that room, boom, there you are. I'm a writer. I sit down to write at my computer. I have a picture of Kuan Yin on one side. That's fierceness. That's that fierce, nurturing, mm-hmm. um, divine goddess energy. I've got a picture of Michael Beckwith, my teacher, My mentor. Uh, you know, in front of me. I'm so lit up. I had the honor of uh, sharing a stage all day with Marianne Williamson one day, and at the end of the day, she gave me the highest compliment I could possibly get as a speaker. I wrote it down verbatim, and I have it in great big letters above my computer. So I'm surrounded by all this juicy material. You Mm -hmm. know? I have... I have pictures. I had a, a period of my life that felt really successful for me where I was driving from Santa Monica down to Long Beach every sunrise and sunset. So I went down in the morning and I came back home in the evening, and there's a kind of sunset that I was seeing for three weeks straight as I was facilitating this, this program, feeling very successful. And so I just get a picture of that sunrise and that sunset, and I have that in my room, I have that everywhere, and it floods me with a sense of success. There are all kinds of anchors we can do, and I'll, I'll share so much more of this as we, as we go along on my, on my website, on the sign-up page, um, because there are these little simple strategies. They're so simple. But when you do them, you create an environment that pays you silent dividends, silent income, so you're regularly charged and juiced. And that's how we not only clarify our what, but we keep it juiced and inspired and mm-hmm. and exciting.
2: I like that. Keep it ignited. I, I love I love how you phrase it. Silent income. That's beautiful. Yes,
3: yes. Yeah. You just set it up one time. You get it up there one time and then you know you keep it fresh. So you keep putting in new things as you go along. I'm I'm doing all these um uh speaking events and magazines and so every time I get a new magazine article, I get that, you know, framed in my office. And then I have all these new, like, wow, sources of inspiration. And you can do it with any area. So if you're wanting to bring love into your life, you know, mm-hmm. find find a, a quote that just, you know, sends you and soars you and puts you in that lush, sensual, open-hearted place. You know, make your bedroom open and available to that. It's like whatever... If health is your thing right now, if you're bringing in more health, then mm-hmm. you, you 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 set up your your kitchen, you set up your dishes, you, you create everything in a way that feels compelling and exciting for you. So even if you're eating, you know, raw vegetables, you have beautiful dishware and cotton cloth to wipe your face and you sit down and maybe have a lit candle or a plant on the table or flowers or there's so many things. I mean, there's so many things we can do that don't take a whole lot of time or cost a whole lot of money, but they will change your
2: life. Hmm. I love that. We're coming up in a quick break, so I'm going to ask the listeners to please stay with us, and we'll pick this up momentarily. So we'll be right back. Thank you.
1: We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world. And that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. When you see someone, are you seeing the person or the perception?
0: Do you feel alone, even when you're surrounded by others? Do you feel that there's sometimes nowhere to turn and nobody really understands? Remember, you are not alone. Every week, host April J. Ford, who has faced adversity as a constant in her life, helps you rise above life's challenges with your own blueprint meant to help you find out who you are. April's challenges have included childhood sexual abuse, becoming a widow and single parent at 32, and other such curveballs. She'll help you every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Should there be more to your life? Do you need a change? Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young will provide empowering commentary each week to encourage you. She will interview successful personalities from movies, television, business, technology, health, and academia. All of them have amazing stories resulting in transformed lives. You will learn how to discover real happiness, financial success, and fulfillment to live your highest purpose. Join her on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
1: You are listening to The Sky's the Limit with Karen Levitt. If you have a comment or question about the show, we encourage you to send an email to show at gmail.com. That's show at gmail.com. And remember to use the hashtag TheGiftIsTheShift all over social media and encourage others to discover the program. Now, back to Karen Levitt.
2: Hi, thank you for staying with us. This is Karen Levitt, and my guest today is Reverend Julie Moret. And I want to share a couple really powerful quotes. Um, one is by Dom Miguel Ruiz, and he says, Julie shows you how to make your life journey worth taking. And another one is Reverend, and I hope I say this right, is it Iyana Van, yeah, yes. Van, Van Zandt? Yes, Iona Van She's one of my favorites, Iyana Van Zandt. Yes and um, best-selling author of Fix My Life. And uh, the quote is, when you're ready to stand in the truth of who you are, identifying what's absolutely essential, in her book, Julie Moret will help you do do that and so much more. What a blessing, quote, end quote. So before break, we were talking openly, and a lot of your work, you do guided imagery, and I wondered if at this point in the program, if you could give us a sample, a little tidbit or taste, and yeah, share with I'd the
3: listeners? i to. Okay, thank I'd you. i to. So as, as you're listening, um, if, if you're driving, definitely keep your eyes open. If you're able to listen to this in a comfortable, relaxed place, you can let your eyes close. But if you're driving, I need you to stay very present to what you're doing. Um, and simply take a moment and breathe in full and deep and relaxed. We'll do a little guided imagery. One of the things that, how I really began my career was, by doing this guided work. And um, people keep asking me to put up a shamanic journey. So that's another thing I'll post. So sign up for the email list on my website and I'll just keep putting out things because the shamanic journey is really lovely. And we'll do a taste of, of a guided process now. So breathing in full and deep and relaxed and releasing and letting go. Breathing in full and deep and relaxed in through your nose, if that's comfortable. And then releasing and letting go out through your mouth, through slightly parted lips. And as you continue to breathe in, breathing in oxygen, energy, life, source, and exhaling out, just sloughing off anything that does not serve the glory of this now moment. Breathing in full and deep and relaxed. And just letting it all go now. And now notice, become aware of something for which you are grateful. Something that you are grateful for, especially if you're in a place right now where you feel like there is nothing to be grateful for. Think of one thing. You know, a green tree, green leaves, or snow covered leaves, depending on where you are right now. A bird. A child's laugh, the sunrise, the sunset, crashing of ocean waves, a loved one. Let yourself think of one more thing for which you are grateful. And one more thing. And become a fountain. And let the things that you are grateful for are just fountain over right now. Let them well up. Help being grateful for this moment, that you gave yourself a moment out of your day to stop and get nurtured, and resourced, and filled up. And that's what's available right in this moment. And so, I invite you to become aware of what quality of God, quality of nature, quality of life, of source, whatever name you want to call it, what quality of the divine are you ready to fully allow to have absolute sway in your life? We have all of the qualities of God, of source, within us, qualities are peace, joy prosperity, love, creativity we have, we contain all of these wholeness become aware of the primary one that you're ready to really let rip in your life you know, it can be divine order prosperity wholeness, health, vitality, love divine partnership, divine employment divine right housing and breathe it in and as you breathe it into your body, breathe it in so fully. Notice that there's a color to it. And if there is, what that color might be. The, if there a feeling to it? Give it a welcome. Let that quality wash all through you. Let it become tingly. Let it become exciting. Let it become compelling. If I have learned anything, it's that we're at the helm. We're at the helm of our own lives. And so you begin to steer your own ship, and you do that by welcoming in what you desire and then being grateful for it. So now all that gratitude that you had, juice that gratitude into this quality now welcoming in your body, now moving, now flowing in your body. And feel what it feels like to be grateful and excited already for all the different demonstrations that are now unfolding in your life, that are continuing to come straight towards you and reveal themselves in your very life because you said yes. Because you allowed it to be so. And if this quality has any kind of message for you, any kind of gift for you, allow yourself to receive it in this moment. If there's something that it needs of you in order to have full sway, become open and available to what that might be. I'm your wholeness. This is what I need from you now. This is what I'm requesting. I am your love. I'm your ability to love and be in divine partnership. This is what I need you. I am your divine birthright inheritance. I am your absolute prosperity. This is what I need now. This is what I want. So we can bring wide open the floodgates of your prosperity, of your affluence, which is the free flow of your abundance. Welcome in any kind of message. If this quality has a gift for you, you can receive that quality, hold it someplace in your body that feels perfect and right. Bless the quality, standing gratitude for it once again. And in your own time, going back to that gratitude of everything around you, an open-heartedness, a willingness to be open-hearted. Coming back to the breath, breathing in full and deep and relaxed and releasing and letting go knowing truly, truly all is well. And as you're in this place for a moment, become aware right now, if there is something, a picture, a quote, a symbol, a phrase, something that you might put that would represent this quality that you're now welcoming in, think about the different spaces that you have and become aware of one thing you can do today, one thing that you can place in some area of your environment that will help support this quality from stepping so fully into your life now. Good. Good, good. How'd that feel?
2: Oh, I'm, I think I'm still there.
3: Yeah, it's, that's such a quick <laughs> case. I will, I will do, people have been asking me this forever. I'll do um, a full one, a full shamanic journey on there. So when people sign up on the email list, that's, that's definitely something I'll post. So Those are mm-hmm. really popular. They're so
2: yummy. I I love those. Yeah, it was beautiful. Thank you so much. And I know um, just yeah, we got to jump back into. I know you know the power of the mind and working with the mind is um, powerful. It's another strong theme that you obviously used, and you just demonstrated that. And with that being said, are there there any um, sort of tricks, if you will, to assist us in becoming more? you know, in partnership with your
3: mind? Yeah, there's some really simple things. Um, It is our job on a daily basis to elevate the baseline of our consciousness. that's Mm -hmm. that's what our job is because there is such a malaise and a normalcy and a mediocrity that is prevalent in culture. So it's our job to find ways and strategies to elevate our own baseline every day. And some of the simple things we touched on, say it the way you want it, the subconscious mm-hmm. mind cannot calibrate a negative, so if somebody walks around saying, oh, I don't want to be fat, I don't want to be fat, your subconscious mind, which is the control center for your entire being, all it hears is, I want to be fat, I want to be fat, so instead what we say is, I want to have a healthy, slim, vibrant body, and then you can take it even a step further, and instead of wanting for it, step into gratitude, so that's mm-hmm. what you want to live. You want to ride in the place of gratitude. I am so grateful already. I just did that in the exercise that we did. I'm so mm-hmm. grateful already to allow in a, a strong, vibrant, healthy, slim, trim, beautiful toned body. I'm so grateful already. And when you get that feeling tone, bam. Nice. Bam. That's it.
2: That's it. Mm-hmm. Hmm.
3: So that's one wow. of the things. Uh, say it the way you want it meditate to integrate, we talked about that, where Mm -hmm. you make sure whether it's two minutes a day, five minutes a day, stop everything, let the the ocean be your source, not the contents of your life, you know, go to that place of allowing yourself to be so open and available to Mm -hmm. divine source guidance, hear what the next step is, hear what your guidance is, not from the little ego you, but Mm -hmm. from that great big source. Right, right? Um, mm-hmm. and and another piece is having giving as a part of your living. Give as you go. That's huge. That's, that was a big piece for me, and um, I, I it took me a while to get on that page. How are we on time? I don't want to nope, keep
2: We're, going we're doing well. We need to wind it's, down. It's, okay, we're fine. So yeah, thank you.
3: Having yeah, having giving as a part of your living is bit is big. Edwin Gaines speaks about this. I think that her her talk at Agape International Spiritual Center is still on the Agape Live website under streaming. You can archive it for free. It is brilliant. If you've never been somebody to tithe or give back regularly, you can see the power of it. I I was I was a good tipper. I was somebody that would tip. Well, I do not know that I was a good tipper. I tipped. And then I heard her talk and I got the teachings from Agape and I really started getting on board and I became a major giver. And as I became somebody who gives dynamically and powerfully and regularly, the level of success in my life has up-leveled quantumly. It, it's just enormous what's happened. So it's it's um, deciding to have giving as a part of your living, that you give back and you give as you go. An old mm-hmm. model of success is um, philanthropy. It's that people work and work and work and they make a whole bunch of money and then after it's all made, then they give back. No. Mm-hmm. The new model of success is you give as you go and what you find is as you are giving back regularly, you know, are sourced more readily. I, I began to fully embrace this concept, and um, and I remember when I first decided I'm gonna I'm gonna tithe. Edwin Gaines said, um, it, "Get on board and start tithing." That's when you you give ten percent of your financial income, your gross income, to the source of your spiritual good. So I made the decision I'm going to do that. I'm going to do it for six months, test it out. The day after I decided to do that, I went into work with a client. And she, out of the blue, she hadn't even heard me say that I was interested in tithing. She said to me, you know what, I've decided to start tithing, and I'm going to begin with you, because you are the source of my spiritual uh, good. And she handed me over a huge check, because she makes a lot of money. So that was a powerful demonstration in that moment. So to make sure you have uh, giving as a part of your living is, is a part of a spiritual practice. It's an integral part of spiritual practice. And then the, the last one that I would share for now is um, just the sweet notion that we self-correct until we auto-correct, you know, mm-hmm. that we're human mm-hmm. and we're fallible and you keep getting back on track, whether it's a diet or relationships or health or whatever it is, you just, or finances, the way we manage our finances, you do the best you can until you know better. When you know better, you do better and you get back on track come what may.
2: Mm-hmm. I love, I love that. This is all so useful and it's, Beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I think Good. everybody can apply this. I love it. I, I just, I love it. I, I can't wait. And I want to also announce to the listeners that you're running a special. So if they go to your website, which is, as you said, your name, uh, www.
3: Julie, Julie Moret, Julie, uh-huh.
2: .com, Yep. And you sign even an auto, autographed copy of the book, of her book, What's Your What, for $15 plus tax and shipping. And um, if you write, um, let's see, if you simply write the code Karen Show in the message box, box excuse me, um, then you'll be able to receive the, the promo, the discounts, and the autographed copy. So that would be beautiful. Yeah. That. Thank That's you. Sweet. My pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. And looks like we're coming up to a close. So um, the time has flown by. I wondered if you might want to wrap the segment in a quick... Uh, closing prayer for everyone who's listening?
3: Yeah, I'd love to. And the prayer, it's, it's not religious. Prayer is, you know, Time Magazine, All the, everybody's talking about the the power of prayer right now. Uh, Leon Campbell, one of the big speakers at Agape and in charge of our youth and family, he just had this experience where he began to pray over somebody he'd never prayed over before, his puppy dog. And his puppy dog got well, and it was miraculous. So I just want to take a moment to jump to that place. And I invite you to jump in with me right now to an awareness that there is one power, one presence, one source, one life always. And that power, that presence, that source, call it whatever name you do, whether it's God or divine nature or divine source, supreme consciousness, that oneness is everywhere always. It's right where I am. It's right where you are in this moment, that you are so held, so loved, so nurtured, so supported. So I'm grateful to stop in this moment and know that our time gathered together was activating. It was compelling. That there's something about it that is woken up within you, that that what of yours, your own what, is more awake now, more available now, that you know where to go for further resources and guidance and support. And I'm so grateful and thankful already for the way your genius shines forth in this life. I bless this time in gathering. I stand forward knowing that it is powerful and good. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for my time with Karen, and I allow it to be saying, and so it is. Amen.
2: Amen. And I want to thank you, Reverend Julie Moray. And your website once again is www.juliemoret.com. Thank you. And I hope My pleasure. People, absolutely. And I want to thank the listeners and I'll see or I'll be with everybody next week on the air. And thank you so much. Thank you for joining us for the sky's the limit.
1: Karen Levitt looks forward to having you tune in for another program next Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, the gift is the shift.